How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and on today's show, we have got Italian con artist Charles Ponzi, the man for whom Ponzi Scheme is named, and early 20th century choreographer of stage and screen, Busby Berkeley. This guy's musical numbers were unbelievable. Gold Diggers of 1933, 42nd Street, Dames, all the great uh, movie musicals of the 1930s. This guy's choreography is in it. And if you like this episode and you want to check out the performers, you can check out Busby Berkeley on Instagram, at Lobster Bisque, or at The Rebecca Robles Show. And if you want to check out Charles Ponzi, you want to check out at D. Pacheco on Twitter, or go check out his uh, ensemble Newport at the Magnet Theater. Uh, I'm back on tour this uh, Saturday, September 21st through September 28th. You can catch me in St. John, New Brunswick, Burlington, Vermont, Montreal, and Ottawa. Check out jarrettberenstein.com for all the information on specific show dates, times, and where you can buy tickets. Please rate and review the podcast. Let all your friends know how great it is. Hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We love hearing from fans. We want to hear suggestions for dead people to have on the show going forward. New episodes hit the Radio Free Brooklyn every Monday at 3 p.m. And lastly, don't forget we got videos coming out every Tuesday on YouTube, Instagram, and on my Facebook fan page. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Busby Berkeley and Charles Ponzi only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. People you know. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. Stories stuck in the head. My guests today on Famous Dead People are Italian swindler and con artist famous for bilking investors out of $20 million in the early 1920s, Charles Ponzi. How we doing? And American film director and musical choreographer famous for elaborate musical production numbers, Busby Berkeley. Oh, <laughs> hi. Oh, is that... Barbecue, I smell. It, uh, I don't think so. Well, there's no barbecue in here. Uh, but uh, Mr. Berkeley, Mr. Ponzi, thank you so much for joining us oh, here today pleasure. on Famous Dead People. I love cooking shows. Uh, well, uh, that's not what this is, unfortunately. Um, Can't wait. But we'll get. We'll try to get you some barbecue as soon as we're done recording. Uh, but let's start off with you, uh, Mr. Berkeley, <gasps> if I may. Uh, so you rose to international fame by choreographing elaborate musical production numbers that often involved arranging large numbers of chorus girls into complex geometric patterns and shapes like for example you would have just like 50 girls in a circle with like kicking their legs into various shapes uh but these numbers were obviously like extremely expensive to produce your most expensive one was estimated to have cost ten thousand dollars per minute of screen time and so, obviously, you can get that funding once you're Busby Berkeley. Uh, oh, Jerry. I'm sorry. Busby are you, falls, fell right asleep. Are you? Would you mind, Charles Ponzi? Would you mind nudging Busby Berkeley for hey, me? Hey, 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 hey! Get him away! Oh, get off me! <laughs> Where'd you get that water bottle? Yeah. It's a cooking show. Charles Ponzi is not a cat. Please do not spray him with from a water bottle. Wait. Hold on. Are you okay? You want to talk about my dancing? I want to talk about your dancing numbers, but more importantly, oh, like how God. you got started. I'm with so these... much more than my girl shapes. Than your girl shapes. I'm so much more than lining girls up in a circle. But we'll get and there. And filming them from above. We'll get there, but I want to start with that, and then we can get into like your oh, early God. life and stuff like that. Well, Why here's me? A, here's what I want to know. Why? So let's say that I go to a Broadway musical director and Your I go... Your problem, not mine. <laughs> let's say I go to a director and I say, listen, I've got a great idea for a musical number. I know you've never heard not of me. Not possible. I know you've never heard of me, but what I want to do is this really enormous and expensive spectacle for your Broadway musical. Obviously, they're going to say no, right? But you have to start your career somewhere. Oh, you okay. Know? You want to know the money. I want to know how it was. Did you start with like small musical numbers and then slowly built it up, built it no. up over time? I got out of bed and I said, this is my year. And I... <laughs> 
which is how I start every New Year's Day. And I I just went for it. Mm -hmm. I was tired. I was tired of my old life. Okay. And I just hit the Great White Way. Their name, not mine. Broadway. Yes, you did not name it that. (laughs) No. Okay. And I just... Kick down the door, so to speak. Get off my back, Charles. <laughs> it wasn't and a I, literal door kicking down. Okay. And I and I said, I've got an idea, and you're letting me do it. Whoa. Case closed. Wow. And Whoa. so they just said yes? <coughs> yes. Jesus Christ. Now, can we get to the food? I've <laughs> got a great idea for halibut tacos. Cooking the food. First of all, when you are on a cooking show, you don't just like... <laughs> What? Come on with your recipe. Did you even bring those ingredients with you, Busby Berkeley? No, but we've got to go. Charles can go get things for me, right? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, if I, we, I, I know people. Charles, we, write this I down. Get, I can get you anything. I need, I need some diced pineapple. <laughs> yeah, nice I need pineapple. celery. No. Yes, why not? Okay, so you're beans. These, so you you kick, you figuratively kick open the door to these producers. You say you're gonna give me this money so I can put all my dancing girls up on stage, and they go yes, yes, yes. That's incredible. That takes a lot I, of chutzpah. I showed them. Know? I showed them one little poster board mm-hmm. that I got at the pharmacy where I drew lady shapes. You follow? <laughs> I drew. You, you went know, to like, the pharmacy and you got a piece of poster. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. They're going to want a visual. I'll give them one. I'll give them the best one in town. And I drew lady shapes, you know, like on the back of a bathroom. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. drew a woman's body, mm-hmm. the beautiful body. Gorgeous. Wait, perfect. hold on a second. What do you mean the back of a bathroom? Are you from? Did, did that make sense to you, Charles Ponson? It took me a minute, but I think uh, I think uh, Busby meant uh, the iconic uh, gender yeah. gender sign on oh, the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, if you're inside a bathroom, yes, the back of the. It, thank you, thank you. you when you're inside, it's on the back of the bathroom door. Okay. <laughs> So you draw so, some of those. Is there black mold in here? I don't think so. We, we haven't checked in a while. Can though, you so be sure? I'm pretty sure. We'll get where I have a guy coming tomorrow. God, actually, how can you, you need cook a guy? In I, here. I know a guy. You know a guy that can check our black mold for oh, us. I got a guy. <laughs> how can you host a cooking show where there's black mold? Well, we don't know that there's black mold. You know, we you suspect don't know that there's, there's not black mold. We are within the mold. limits. Anyway, they so say I made you have the... to check. They have to check like once every two or three years. God. We we're in that window still, so we're safe. Why me? We're fine. God. <laughs> So I made a poster board with the shapes of ladies, and I put them in a circle. Mm-hmm. And I I knew there'd be pressure. I knew they'd say, "Get out of here." <laughs> I pulled that out from the producers, and they said, "Wow, but uh, any chance they can do another shape?" Flipped it around. Guess what shape, Ponzi? I had drawn lady <laughs> shapes in on the back of that Pyra- poster pyramid. No, Ponzi. <laughs> No. Sorry, that's still. It's Wait, always on Berkeley, my, If you're asking him to guess, mind. you can't get mad at me. Spiral. I did <laughs> spiral. I did spiral circle. You can't get mad if he guesses incorrectly. That's hardly a it's shape. It's a guess. It's not his fault that he guesses incorrectly. Spiral's right, not I'm, a shape. I'm tired. Ask Spiral's him a question. Not a shape. Spiral is a shape. Spiral counts as a shape. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, uh, let's move over to Charles Ponzi for just a moment. That is a fascinating story, though, Buzzy. Yeah, Berkeley. no Thank problem. Thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, so <laughs> I can you, relate. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. What do you mean you can relate? <laughs> you know, you, you bust in and you tell them I got a great idea. Or you give me oh, some, you give me all your money. Yes. 90% is confidence. You just got to sell yourself. Interesting. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. This, that is an interesting perspective to think about your life story over because I have so, I have so many questions. There's so many interesting things that I got from Wikipedia. Uh, I could you, write a book. What you about are, me? Uh, 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 a little... <laughs> A you little hit sparser, your chance, Berkeley. A little sparser, you but chance, still very interesting. Uh, Charles Ponzi, you are famous for what we now call the Ponzi scheme. <laughs> the Ponzi Where you scheme. take in money from investors and then you pay them out uh, interest from money from different investors. Everybody then you get, wins. Then you get more investors. You use that to pay your other investors, et cetera, et cetera. You tell two friends uh, and they tell two friends. But and using, they tell two friends. But reading through your Wikipedia, it doesn't seem to me like you hatched a plan to steal money from people. It seems like you had all this money coming in with this idea you had with the with the cheap stamps, but you had so much money coming in that you didn't feel like you needed to do the stamps. You just kept on making the money come in instead of actually trying to invest everybody's money like you said you were going to. Is that a fair thing to say? Or do you or would you say that you like sat down one day and you were like, I want to steal money from people, so I'm gonna do this it this way. I sat down one day, I said, I know how I can make everyone in the world rich. Mm, okay. 
and I started this thing. I didn't think too far ahead. Okay. Once it became clear that first of all, that seems like the runner to your entire life. I, I didn't think too far ahead. I didn't think too the far Charles ahead. Ponzi story. Ah, I like it. Can I can I steal that? You from can you? take it. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't think too far ahead the Charles Ponzi story. Yeah. Well, so I uh, yeah. So once it became clear that I was uh, not able, not going to be able to pay all these people off, mm-hmm. then it just became a became a catch me if you can't type of situation. Yeah, I got to stay one step oh. ahead of the. You got to stay one step so ahead. So you pretended to ahead. be a doctor. <laughs> Well, I, pretend, I pretended to be a, a high school. I pretended to be a high school teacher first. Mm, yeah, and then a doctor. Then, then a doctor. Then you oh, actually oh. got your. You passed the bar. I See, passed the bar. You gotta jump to doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, Don't I did. We we've skipped pretending to be a pilot. We skipped that. That was the best part of the entire movie. Was pretending to be a pilot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that was a movie. That wasn't my life. Gotcha. So listen. Uh. So, but you had a plan though. You had a specific plan involved. Buying cheap stamps from overseas and selling them for a profit here in America. Yeah, I know I had a plan. But you never did that, What's right? What's wrong with that? Like, people have written about it, and they said that it wasn't financially feasible to actually, like, get the stamps over here and then sell them at a profit. Yeah, no, it was a scam. Did you? So you never even tried to do, like, a test run of it at all? I mean, you know how far away it is, Europe, from what? the U.S.? <laughs> it's pretty far, yeah. It's far. Yeah, that's like a couple of days by boat. Here's my problem. I'm a procrastinator. <gasps> you know, so. Oh, my God. That's a huge reveal. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you know. It's, wow. That is an exclusive. Oh, my that is a God. It's my dog's secret. Exclusive. We have Charles Ponzi admit, admitting. Yeah. Admitting that he is Was a procrastinator. Was that on the wiki? That's if, not, it's not on the Wikipedia. Add to the wiki. That is nowhere. If there was a nine-part so HBO hits. series called Ponzi. That's your first episode. That's episode ending. one, right? That's there. your first it episode just be ending. Called procrastinator. Mm-hmm. Dot dot. I didn't t- think too far Ponzi, ahead. Ponzi, yeah. Charles yeah. Ponzi. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna the get pods. so many listens with that reveal. I can't. I cannot wait. <laughs> cannot wait to put this up online. People are gonna be losing their minds. Wow. Yeah. Believe it or not, that. Charles Ponzi was a procrastinator. Gotcha. So yeah. you, so so you went into this knowing that the stamps was not gonna be. As profitable as you were telling people. Well, at first I thought it'd be profitable. Okay. And then I thought, well, I'll get to it. I'll sail mm. overseas and I'll get mm-hmm. the stamps eventually. Yeah. Then I look at my numbers and I say, whoa. You got a lot of money coming look good. in. <laughs> this doesn't look good. Yeah. Those first two guys, mm-hmm. they made out like, uh, they, they did great. They did pretty good. Yeah. Guys your after first, that, your first great. batch of investors was like $1,800 or something. $1,800. You yeah. know, and those guys got like $3,600 from their $1,800. That's a great investment. They did great. Yeah, they did amazing. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I did the math and it was like, whoa, this isn't going to work. Yeah, according to some of the stuff I read on Wikipedia, if you actually had invested the money that you were given in these stamps, mm-hmm. you would have needed something like uh, the Titanic filled with stamps on its way over to America. You would what? have needed this ship, the Titanic, right. to sail to America okay. filled with to the brim with stamps. Ah, you know what? I should have said the stamps were on the Titanic. <laughs> and when it sank, mm. what year? What year did that happen? What year did the Titanic? Uh, Titanic. Sank? That was I 1912. Know. 1912. Yeah. Busby Berkeley. That lines April up. April 1912. A fateful night. <laughs> it's a night to remember, some might say. Yeah, it went All down right. in two chunks. Mm-hmm. And, That's right, because uh, it split in half. Second chunk had the. Band. Do you know this story? You should have said, "Yeah, oh guys, I the stamps were on the Titanic. The that, on the Titanic. Yeah. that ah. that sunk eight lot years of good, ago. Lot of good food. Hindsight's twenty. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We yeah. lost a lot of good food. Hindsight a lot of good food. Twenty twenty. A lot of uh, rice. Let's but, go back uh, over to. But, but yeah, yeah oh, sorry, I, I defrauded the investors. <laughs> Yes, that's the point. Okay, but and like, then I was, and then I was on the run. But this is what I wanted to get to: was that you didn't sit down and hatch the plan. You thought I'm going to do the stamps, and then it got. Then a little, I was like, I'll get to it. And then it got a little unwieldy. Eventually, I looked at the numbers and said, "This oh, isn't going to work. Doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Oh, Ponzi! Oh, Ponzi! Maron! Oh, you, oh, you really stepped into this it, time, Ponzi! Yeah, I would, I would famously monologue to myself. <laughs> you oh. look yourself in the mirror and you go, yeah. oh, "Oh, Ponzi! Stupid!" <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, then I was on the run. What your face? Continue. Fetch wow, wow. <laughs> Ah, you know, uh, you know. You, <laughs> I got a little Italian. Got a little Italian. I'm half Italian on my mom's side. So. Uh, really? You look so surprised by that, Busby. I'm Berkeley. shocked. <laughs> 
What am I? I don't know what I am. Uh, that's a really good question. If you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are American film director and choreographer Busby Berkeley. Hi. Coming up in a minute, I'm going to be <laughs> making my favorite snack. Applesauce on a log. Very easy. Is that <laughs> a, that's what you need the celery for. Is that a yes. celery? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, very complicated uh, uh, recipe there. And we also have on the show Italian swindler and con artist Charles Ponzi. Hey, good to be back. Wait, he got a, an ethnicity. What's what? mine? What's your ethnicity? You said an Italian? You're American. You were born in America. That's not an Busby ethnicity. Berkeley. That's it a an thing. Am- That's a place. No, you were born in America, so you're American. This is what the whole immigrant debate is about right now. Wait, so did I you, say something messed up? If you're born in America, you're American. Yeah, everyone is American. Everyone's American. I'm asking, what's my ethnicity? <laughs> you I look don't know. Uh, like you look like this Polish fella I used to know. Mm, you could be Polish. Yeah. Okay, let's go with that. I didn't write. I didn't write this down because I did because I usually am not asked about it. But Berkeley's not a Polish name. Mm, it's not. It's not. Um, but let's, that's neither here nor there. Let's let's talk yeah, a little bit more. It's not fun, Ponzi. Let's figure, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Oh. I'll look at your features. Uh, so you were born in Los Angeles, Busby yes. Berkeley, in 1895. Gold Rush. Uh, post. There, there is, <laughs> it is post Gold Rush. Like, what, 40 years? And there's a, uh, there's a huge section of your Wikipedia that is blank between... Yeah, that's when the murders when took you, place. What, wait, what, what murders? What murders? I think we can all surmise why I am the way I am. Because I witnessed you witnessed a murder. Plural. You witnessed murders. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I want to get to that. This is what this is literally what this next question is. Okay. Okay. So you're young. Yeah. You know, you're like five years old. Your mom's an actress. Mm-hmm. Your dad has passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. And you act in your first show uh-huh. at the age of five. Yeah, Greece. <laughs> in the country of Greece or the play Greece. Don't play dumb. The, the show, the you smash hit show, Grease. The musical Grease about what? About growing up in the 1950s? About being a greaser? Yeah, it was like Avatar, you know, imagining the future. Gotcha, gotcha. Wow, wow I had no really idea. really forward for the time. Grease was written in uh, in 1900. <laughs> I, I had no I idea. I did know that. And you, you uh, Busby called Bobby. me out. I was playing dumb. But yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was actually, it was like, what's that movie about? Like the Lord of the, no. Uh, Lord of the 2012, Rings. no, 2001, Space. Space Odyssey. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's like that. What did you say, ima- Space Town? A, space Town. Space Town. T- <laughs> it was an imagining of the future. My name is Busby Berkeley, and I want to pitch you a movie. In the future, in the future, everyone, everyone's 40 and in high school, <laughs> and smoking hot for the most part with a few. A couple of duds. A couple of duds. Every group's got a couple of duds. Yeah. Even a For bunch balance. of models. Yeah. And make then, it look uh, realistic. And then yeah, anyway. Okay. So what? you're five years old, you're acting you're acting in the musical Greece. <laughs> but then the Wikipedia Can jumps. Can I ask what part? Oh, you who playing? are you in Greece when you was I? Yeah. I was um You weren't Danny Zuka, were you? No, I was uh Scooty. You were Scooty? I don't remember Scooty from the show. Anyway. So, okay. <laughs> so uh, so then the Wikipedia jumps to when you're 23. Yeah. You've moved to Massachusetts and you're working in advertising. You're not even involved in the entertainment industry anymore. Right. This so you're out. saying that this is all because you witnessed some murders had in Los Angeles away. and you had to get away. Like when Tom Hanks is like, I got to get out of Chicago, I got to go to Seattle. We wouldn't have Sleepless in Seattle if his character didn't go to Seattle. Hold on a second. Because his wife died. Yeah, but he didn't witness a murder. He just wanted to leave Chicago because it was reminding him of his dead wife, right? Cancer murdered his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Wait, hold on. So did you see a disease kill some people and then you thought you had to hide out from the disease? Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. So I saw a kid in my class Mm -hmm. had a cold. Un- what do they call it? They didn't, they didn't, his parents didn't act fast enough. Mm. And it traveled to the chest. Gotcha. And then it traveled to the spinal cord, meningitis. Oh, wow. And then he got better. Oh, that's oh. good. Yeah. And then he got bumped by a bus. <laughs> lightly, lightly. But it was like my dad always says, uh, it doesn't matter if the bus was going 15 miles an hour. If you run 15 miles an hour into a wall, are you going to survive? 
No. no. So you're saying that even though this bus lightly bumped him. At 15 miles an hour. At 15 miles an hour, he still died. Absolutely. Gotcha. And so you saw that. That's one death. I saw way. it in the paper. <laughs> yeah. Front page. You witnessed <laughs> You witnessed the newspaper article. I saw it in the paper, and in those days, they had no shame about what pictures they posted. Mm, and, and so they, you saw this poor dead boy yeah. in the paper. Did you think that that was you witnessing a murder and that, that now— I saw the little legs okay. out from under the bus. Did you think that that meant that you witnessed a murder and that you yes, then had to I hide, did. hide away from the bus or the bus driver? I had to just leave it all behind and okay. go— Go to mass. Okay. Now, first of all, that's one murder. You said that you witnessed murders. I did. So you saw one dead kid in a paper. Yeah. What was the other what was the other murder that you saw? I was standing under a telephone pole. Okay. Leaning against it, minding my own business. Just thinking. Passing the time. Okay. How did Greece go? Who what did people think? Sure. Was my crush even there? (laughs) You were five? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then I saw a little feather, a little soft feather come floating down past my nose. Mm-hmm. And then one feather became two, and then six, and then 18, and then 32. Next thing I know, I finally look up, and there was a hawk picking away at a pigeon, feather by feather. That was the second murder that you saw? Yes. So you saw a hawk kill a pigeon. Slowly. And you saw, <laughs> you saw... A story about a boy who got hit by a bus. Yeah. And you thought, I saw two murders. Yeah. I have to go to Massachusetts or maybe the hawk or the bus will come after me. Well, in the third one, I, I, <laughs> a factory blew up while I was walking by. Jesus Christ. Thousands. Thousands were lost. <laughs> okay. Wow. But uh, the first two were more intimate experiences, of course. I'd argue, and I think caused more trauma. Interesting. Makes uh, sense. I don't know if I 100% agree with that, but... Well, for me, for me. Okay, I understand. Hey, trauma is very uh, individual. And so you even, so you, you then got into advertising because you're like, I can't even be in the entertainment industry because I can't, I can't chance the fact that a bird, a bus, or a factory will come looking for me, knowing well, I, that I could write them I out. was just like, I can't be in L.A., and then at the time, yeah, and I was like, I got to get away. I want the opposite of L.A. I want the opposite of Greece. The show. And that's Boston, Massachusetts. And that's Boston, Mass. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah, interesting. Um, it, I can't say it's what I would have done, but I completely understand. I completely respect that decision. What would you have done? I probably would just continue living my life because... That's what you say yeah. now. <laughs> then that hawk finds you and you... That's and what you say suddenly, now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that yeah. hawk takes care of business. Got to tie up some loose ends that <laughs> hawk's got to do. Because you was a witness. Let's uh, go back over to uh, Charles Ponzi for just a moment. Oh, do we have to? Uh, so <laughs> you were born in Lugo, Italy in 1882. That's right. Uh, your family was at one point middle class, but by the time you went to college, you were basically completely out of money, the family was. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of Italians were going to the United States and coming back rich. So that's what you decided to do. You were urged to go to America to to well, follow your fortune. land of opportunity. Yes. Now, yeah. here's what I want to know. It's a very common story. Did you ever talk to anyone specifically about them going to America and making a lot of money? Or was this just like anecdotal? Like everybody's like, oh, I hear that all these Italian boys are coming back with all this money. My so. cousin, mm-hmm. Vincenzo, okay. went to America with nothing but the clothes. Your close. cousin Vinny? <laughs> <laughs> My cousin, I called him Vinny. Went to America with nothing but the clothes on his back, little leather jacket. He studied the law, passed the bar. Okay. Came back, forget about it. This guy's rolling in it. This guy, he became a very successful lawyer, your cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny was a very successful lawyer. Your cousin Vinny became a a very successful lawyer. Yeah. Why is this? Yeah. You know the story? Yes. Yes. I hope he met a nice girl while he was over there. Yeah. He married Marissa Tomei. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was her name. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Okay. So (laughs) was he the only guy that you knew then that had a success story? My whole, everyone on my block. Everybody. Went to America. Came came back. back, Ton of money. Ten months tops. Gotcha. And they were all the doctors, lawyers. I had one guy who was a stage magician. A stage Ooh, magician. Pros- Prospero, the stage magician. Interesting. Named after a Shakespeare character. Oh, wow. This guy, yeah. He's and this guy cleaned up as a as a magician? Are you kidding me? He couldn't get enough of him. Couldn't He was an enough. escape wow. artist. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So now here's the thing. 
So before you go over to America, you decide to, to spend four years at the University of Rome. That's right. And going over your Wikipedia, there are a lot of moments in your story where I feel like you maybe should have learned like what the 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 fate of your Ponzi scheme would eventually be, like that things would eventually blow up. Uh-huh. For, and this is one of them. Like okay. for like when you went to University of Rome, right. you had all these friends that had way more money than you. That's right. And instead of going to class, you and your rich friends would just do fun things like go to the cafe and spend a lot of money and go to bars and stuff like that. Yeah, it was college. And they were fine because they were rich, but you ended your four years of university with no money and no college degree. Right. And if that happened to me, I would have learned from that. I would have been like, oh, my God, I guess I got to be better. I got to better keeping track of my finances. You but just, obviously, you didn't learn that lesson, right? I'm well, sorry. Let me tell you you something. just made me realize my biggest regret is I didn't go crazy in my youth at cafes. <laughs> is what I was going to say. I didn't do enough cafes. Those four years at the University of Rome, going buck wild with my rich friends at cafes. I, it was the and best. And stuff. Operas and The opera in Rome. Come on. Yeah, fun. Where else? Where else are you gonna see opera like that? You get all dressed up. You yeah. have a good time with your friends. Not here. Not in New York. Not in New York. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have done that, but it I'm just sounds saying, like you're saying I shouldn't may, have done that. Maybe you should have learned from it. Maybe, maybe going forward, you life would be is like, short. Gotcha. Expense. Life is. You know, expenses are futile. Uh, are there? There. They come and they go. You know. And so, if I want to make sure that I'm responsible, I gotta keep a better track of my finances than what I did in college. Well, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but hindsight is twenty twenty. No, way. I think you gotta take every day as it comes. You know, money's uh, money's money comes and money goes, you know, I, mm-hmm. nobody knows that better yeah. than me. What know? were you thinking of that moment? You're you're done with school, you're penniless on the streets of Rome. Right. And you're like, I gotta I gotta get over to America somehow. I have no money. I wanted a cappuccino. Were you thinking do you have any regrets <laughs> yeah. about you know, you're what you had the just exact, done? You're talking about the exact moment when yeah. I realized that all my rich friends were getting in luxury cars and leaving. Yeah, and then you and were I just, had my blank diplomas. They they yeah. just give you on stage, so you're not humiliated in front of your family. Yeah, you have your pockets turned out. Pockets turned out. Uh, a single oh, yeah. moth single, flies away. That's right. A single <laughs> moth. Single moth. If you're lucky. If One you're lucky. Moth. Oh boy. If you're not lucky, no moths. No moths. What are you thinking in that moment? Are you thinking, man, I really fucked up? You know, I was, uh, I was like, ah, you use a cappuccino. That was it. Couldn't, that's it. But you know, as I had associations, cafes. Mm-hmm. Rich friends. Okay. Was, that's when I realized I can't even afford a cappuccino. Not even a single cappuccino. No. I went to Rome and I was shamed. <laughs> I was shamed multiple times for ordering a cappuccino in the afternoon. I just needed to get that it's off a morning, my chest. It's a morning drink. It's apparently a morning thing because of the milk burger. fat. <laughs> what the hell is the matter with you? I mean, what come on. It's a morning drink. I can't help it. It's a cooking show. I've got food on the mind. And uh, I'm pretty upset that I was shamed multiple times for ordering a cappuccino in the afternoon. I'm sorry. You don't want my money? I'm sorry, Charles Ponzi. It's a morning what, drink. What were you saying? You couldn't even afford a cappuccino. Couldn't even afford a cappuccino. And that's so then, when I decided I had to end my life. Oh, no. Yes. And so then what happened? And so then I went to the bridge. The kissing bridge, they called it. Kissing bridge. People put the combination locks on it. And stuff, mm, and they kiss oh, it. Of course. I get up there and I think, oh, my yeah. this is the end for old Pons. My friends call me the Pons. Mm-hmm. This is the end for the Pons. This is when you took out your little pocket mirror and you looked at yourself in the face and you said, oh, Ponzi oh, boy. What are you doing? Oh, Ponzi. How'd you get here, Ponzi? <laughs> alert, 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 alert. Mm-hmm. I think we have a liar on our hands. A liar? The Ponte Vecchio is in Florence. <laughs> Don't even you try. You think we don't have kissing bridges in Rome? Yeah, we there are kissing, kissing bridges, bridges everywhere. There's kissing bridges in Canada, even. What? Yeah, Busby Berkeley. There's kissing bridges everywhere. There's not one kissing bridge. God, you make me there's sick. There's one in Paris, too. Paris? Yeah. I'll never go there. <laughs> Sorry. So you're going to kill yourself. You got your mirror out. You're doing your monologue like you do, Charles Ponzi. I, I, I get up to the edge. What happens? Four little boys come up. Didn't happen. <laughs> Four little boys with their faces all smudged up. One of them's got a stolen bicycle. Mm-hmm. I could tell it was stolen because way too big for him. Gotcha. And he says, do it. <gasps> Jump. Oh, my God. And I'll tell you what. I beat the crap out of those four little boys. Wow. I took that bike and I made my way to a boat and I went to America. Oh, my God. I so said, those little kids egging you on. 
just completely erased everything that you had learned. I was filled with about rage. the last four years of your life. You got mad, and that saved your life. It saved my life. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I'm wondering because I have so many more of these teachable moments from your from your Wikipedia. I'm wondering if that that might have been like a common thread. Uh, we've got to take a short break, unfortunately, though. Uh, so we will be right back. Yeah, I spilled some seltzer water. <laughs> That's okay. It's seltzer water. We'll be right back with Charles Ponzi and Busby Berkeley, who will tell us more fascinating facts about Europe uh, when we return on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioForBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us. Whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBaronson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are American film director, musical choreographer, famous for elaborate musical production numbers, Busby Berkeley. Yes, hello, hello. And Italian swindler and con artist famous for bilking investors out of $20 million in the early 1920s, Charles Ponzi. Hey, just trying to get by. That's the man right over there. Okay, let's go back over to uh, Buzzy Berkeley for just a moment. Uh, So... Uh, I'm almost done searing my halibut <laughs> over here. I brought a little hot plate. That's very. That's and, um, a lot of forethought to bring in your own hot plate to a cooking show. Yeah, well, it's you got to bring your own tools. That's right. In, in no matter what you're doing in life. Yeah. Be prepared. It's like being a dummy drummer showing up to a photo shoot without with only, your own sticks. With only one drumstick, what are you gonna do with that? Nothing. What's Go your plan? Yeah. Shoot canceled, but we all get what? Break it in half, oh, maybe. Yeah. You know, but... You can't do you- <laughs> silent moves on a talk a radio show. Radio's been around forever. I, was, I know. I was about to say before you interrupted me, but it's neither here nor there. Okay, so you uh, have to take a break from advertising Busby Berkeley to go fight in uh, World War One. Yes. Uh, you return <coughs> and you start choreographing musical numbers for Broadway. Uh, and it is said that the inspiration that you had for the musical numbers with all the girls making all the different shapes in unison is from you watching soldiers marching in lockstep. Is there any truth to that at all? Yes. That's where the inspiration came from? Part of it. Okay. The other part was nature. Ooh, you know, okay. Bird formations, rock formations. Rock formations? I know birds, they fly in like shapes and stuff, yeah. but what about rock formations? Come on. <laughs> Come on. What do you mean, come on? <laughs> when a rock a rock is sliced in half and it's got all the squigglies inside. You mean like gems and stuff on the inside? No. Like, Did I say gems? You said squigglies. <laughs> like do limestone. Do you mean like geodes? No, not yet. Limestone with the little, like the shale, like the slices. Ooh, okay. And the squigglies. You know how that spiral shape appears in nature over and over again? Yes, uh, and the fossils, the shells. What's the, uh, the, the, it, the curve? It's like a, it's like a number. Something it's a, swirl. It's a, it's the a, fa- it, it's Fibonacci, a Fibonacci sequence. The Fibonacci. The Fibonacci sequence. Yeah. Okay, or a shrimp. <laughs> a shrimp. You don't got to get fancy. Please, please, don't do that to me. It's a shrimp. Shrimp. Shrimp gotcha. fossil. It's a shrimp I fossil. was inspired by rocks, shrimp fossils, and watching soldiers, soldiers march in a line. Later came the geodes. Gotcha, gotcha. For the sparkly outfits. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I can see the connection there. You can. Uh, I, of course. Now, I read that because all you were doing was making these shapes, <coughs> that you were not at all interested in the dancing ability of chorus girls, that you were just focused on, you know, them creating these shapes. Like these these patterns. Right. So if that's true, if you didn't need them to be good dancers, like would there be an audition process for these girls at all? Still, absolutely. What were you what would you have them do then? 
Well, I'd go to Times Square, and I'd say, you, and that was that. Or, 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 <laughs> very similar how, like, David Letterman gave out tickets to his show. Like, there's a lottery system. Yeah, I heard. Anyway. <laughs> You anyway, never, you never got a chance. Never got to go a see Letterman, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I'd be like, "You, you're in the show. You know, there's no time to waste. There's a lot of money on the line." Ponzi mm-hmm. understands. Money. Interesting. When it's there's money on the line, it's just let's do this. Yeah. If you want to think, so of you it, don't even know if anybody, if these people were interested in being in a musical. I, if they can smile, and if they can, and if they are, they like to look out at the crowd. We're ready. Can I do a couple of reactions for you? And you tell me if it's it's something that happened to you when you were going out into the street and just picking people and saying you're in the show. Yeah. Okay. Did this ever happen? <gasps> me? <laughs> yeah. Or they'd be like, they'd put out a sig and be like, great, let's get to work. <laughs> you know. How about this? Did this ever happen? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to do that. That did. And you know what? I didn't put up a fight because if you're gonna be shaky and say no. You can't. There's no time. There's mm-hmm. just no time. Interesting. Okay, wow. So that actually goes into my next question. So when you would finish like one show, uh-huh. you know, you get like 50 chorus girls together. Yeah. You you get them to do all these great shapes. You're like, oh, girls, you're working really great together. This is wonderful. Yes. Then you go on to do your next show. Do you just use those girls again or do you got to get a 50 fresh girls? At least half of them would get violent injuries. Violent injuries? Like falling down the stairs, sprains, ankles that would then turn to ligament tears. Oh, my God. Yeah, that But this stuff. is from doing your choreography. Yes. They got hurt. Yes. There's a lot of stairs. Thank you. I was actually truly just going to fucking say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of stairs, so we got a lot of snapped metatarsals. Oh, that is a shame. You yeah. never want to snap A lot a of plantar fasciitis. <laughs> That is a good S there. Yes. Busby Berkeley. It's serious. I can tell you we're in the theater because that's 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 that training right there. I know. Uh, I've never quite dropped my grease voice. Oh, they taught you in the theater. I know. Mm. Uh, Let's go back over to uh, uh, Charles Ponzi for just a moment. I don't. So you left Italy. And you arrived in Boston in 1903. Yep. You got a job as a waiter and you were eventually fired <gasps> for shortchanging your customers, which is another example uh-huh. of what I think should have been a teachable moment for Charles Ponzi. Can I tell you something? All right. They had no idea how much money I was taking. So you were taking even more money than they thought you were taking. I was cleaning up. So I you- got fired for taking 37 cents out of a trade. It was from another table. It mm-hmm. wasn't one of my tables. I had stolen $28,000 from that How'd you steal $28,000 from that restaurant? Well, every night they would put all the valuables in a big safe, and I just memorized the combination. And then you would go in there and you get the valuables? I'd go in there, I'd get the valuables. Oh, $28,000 wow. worth. Rich pe- people rich love people safes. Love safes. They love putting all their safes, they love to put all their stuff in a safe that is in the restaurant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they, yeah. They're so stupid because they always think everyone's after their shit. And so then they put shit in the one fucking spot where you can take it. Yeah, it's a But I mean, you can't take it unless you have the combination, obviously. It's a lock. What do you mean? It's, it's not a- that hard. There's a way to get... I'll let Ponzi <laughs> Yeah, you know, we'd say, welcome to Cavallaro's. Uh, we have a safe for your valuables. This is very, very common. Oh, so the, the, the customers time. would put their stuff in the, in the safe also. Yeah. put the safe... The custom, who do you think? The waiters aren't rich. No, I yeah. thought maybe like the owner was putting stuff maybe in the Maybe I'm afterwards. Italian. <laughs> I'm getting, that energy. I'm getting that energy from maybe yeah. who knows? But no, you know these rich people they're all paranoid so they put all their valuables they're in there. so paranoid and then they'd uh, in the way out the restaurant they'd say ah you know I yeah. can, eh, they, yeah. they, it doesn't really matter and they don't even think about it so they didn't even report these things they missing they didn't report missing the perfect crime gotcha so you took $28,000 then I'd go to the safe and then you got in trouble for stealing like 37 cents yep wow that is unbelievable <sighs> Was there a part of your brain that was like, was you one, have no idea? Four, hmm? 16. Ooh. That's the combination of the safe? 23. I'm too Big lazy mistake, to write Charles Ponzi. Big mistake. <gasps> now me and Busby Berkeley know the combination <laughs> of the safe. Now we know. Uh, <laughs> you got me. I'm too tired. Mm, you uh, want? You feel like getting some some uh, simoleons after this? <laughs> you feel like getting a little a little bread, a little lettuce? I'm very rich. I'm okay. Well, okay. Let, us, let us for your uh, all right. For your more for Berenstain. But I do want to. Who wants to try a nice halibut taco and <laughs> grilling it right under the table? You, you feel free to help yourself, Charles Ponzi. If that uh, looks Jared good to doesn't you. feel like pretending to eat on <laughs> the. <wrist>. I'm. <laughs> I guess. 
<laughs> it looks strict, delicious. I'm a strict vegetarian. Oh, so no oh, fish, fish for Charles Ponzi, count. unfortunately. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I yeah. So I, I made out like a bandit, like a friggin' bandit, like a fucking bandit, my hey, man. Yeah, watch the link. Uh, let's go back over to Buzzy Burger for just a moment. Okay. Uh, so you eventually move out to Hollywood. You've been you've been choreographing these enormous numbers for Hollywood. Uh, for, sorry, for Broadway. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to bring this to the movies, choreograph the same musical numbers for the movies. Yeah. And uh, your musical numbers, we, we talked about a little bit already, they required <gasps> you to shoot from the ceiling. Right. Looking down on the chorus girls creating. Bird's eye. Creating your shape. Yes. Now, that was pretty novel for the time, right? Like, there weren't right. a lot of other directors that were shooting straight down for no. any reason. Everyone was very dumb. <laughs> okay. They're shooting straight forward. Yeah, they're shooting straight forward, mm -hmm. and then they're always screaming, like, I can't see what's in the back. I uh, can't see what's on the top of the girls' yeah. heads or whatever. But I knew. Mm -hmm. I knew. And I knew because of that hawk. What was the, wait, oh, because of the hawk that killed the pigeon? It was, it was above me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, looking down. That thing probably had the best view the mm. whole day. That's why you were so scared that it would find you. Yes. Because you're like, that bird saw everything. Saw everything. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I can't I hide from this bird. It knows what it looked like from every angle. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Like the balloon core in the Civil War. Like the balloon core. I didn't know there was a balloon core in the Civil War. Completely true. That? You How don't hear that? about it because they were wildly useless. But <laughs> it's very true. Hot air balloons in the sky to spy on the other side. And then the guns weren't created properly to shoot up to that high at that trajectory. So then they would float away and be like, boss, boss, I got news uh, from the enemy lines. That sounds flawless. But what was the problem? By that time, the balloon floated. The formations changed. So useless. Because you could see the balloon. You say, oh, we got to change our formation. Well, and also it took days for that dumb balloon to get to <laughs> land. I mean, do they have the balloon on a string so they could be pulled back? Or no! they have to wait, wait to float back to where they... It was very flawed system, but very flawed. A very great idea for me. Mm, gotcha. So now there was also another. Well, how was first of all? What was people's reaction to that? Seeing that, did people did audiences find it disorienting to suddenly be looking straight down at things, yeah. or did people adapt very quickly? At first, people were like, "This is psycho. This is psycho." And then they were like, "Wait a second. Where have I seen this before? Where have they seen this before? The shrimp bones, <laughs> shrimp fossils. They were like, "I love it." Why is this so pleasing to the eye? Because we all come from shrimp. <laughs> wow. We are all just shrimp in the shale. Everybody looking at musical numbers is all thinking. All we are is shrimp in the shale. Yeah. It didn't all take them are. that long, mm -hmm. but it did take them a little long. They just instinctively were like, I like this because I came from a shrimp. It took That's a while. That's why I like this. <laughs> took a while. First, it makes sense. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're done. Uh, We're you done. also had a thing called the Parade of Faces in your dance number. Would you tell us a little bit about the Parade of Faces, like what that was and how you developed it? Yes, sir. So I really loved my girls to, they didn't have to be hot, but they did have to have a certain, like, the welcoming countenance, you mm, follow? Yeah. Uh, uh, if I know how to smile. Put them at the front of the restaurant so people know that this is a warm place. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Welcoming. Exactly. So the parade of faces would be one face turn, like a boom, 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 like a da, 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 da. You understand? The faces are turning like dominoes. Is that what you're saying? Thank you. Gotcha. That's and, <laughs> and then the camera pushes in and then you get to the last girl and open mouth smile. And Ooh. that's how you know we're done. What were all the other girls doing? Just regular closed teeth. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. They were grinning. They were grinning. The girl at but the But the last one had to do um, what I call a puppet mouth. Puppet mouth? <laughs> There's only one mouth a puppet can do. It's closed and then open. And I would say, Betty, let's call her Betty. I hope that's okay. Of I'd course. I'd say Betty, and I didn't know if that triggers anyone from a love of the past. Uh, uh, Charles Ponzi, did you ever love a woman named Betty? And this is a really sore subject for you. I knew an Elizabeth. Elizabeth? Yeah. Different. What a so, great name. Elizabeth. Yeah. She was a real firecracker. Did you have a thing with an Elizabeth back in the day? Oh, you kidding me? She gave me the idea for the Ponzi scheme. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about that. But for but finish up your Oh, well, it's your not tale. a big deal. Then I'd say, Betty, give me that old puppet mouth. And mm -hmm. then she'd <laughs> she'd like open her mouth up. 90 so you degrees. Could see her teeth. And then bam. And then that's, that's the end how of the you shot? know. Yeah. Lights, curtain. Gotcha. And people love the parade of faces, I'm guessing. 
Well, they love. Yeah, everyone like, loves a welcome face, mm, and and a whole bunch of welcome faces also. Yeah, in a row. Okay. <laughs> just reiterating. <laughs> if you're just joining us, you're listening to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are Italian swindler and con artist Charles Ponzi. Oh wait. And American film director and choreographer. Maybe Italian. And maybe Italian, uh, but definitely born in America, so American. Yeah. Film director and choreographer Busby Berkeley. Maybe English. Hello. Maybe. Could be. Uh, let's go back over to uh, Charles Ponzi for just a moment. So. Aww. After you get fired from the restaurant, uh, you yeah. move to Montreal. You get a job as a teller at a bank. Yeah, yeah. Now, this bank is notable because it was giving its customers 6% interest in their savings accounts, a practice that eventually made the bank insolvent. Right. Which that was I, my idea. Which, again, I would have thought would have been a teachable moment for you. Like, oh, look, they're giving away all this money to their customers. Oh, it was my idea. They, You, you told this bank to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told the bank they were doing one point eight percent, which was probably the national average at the time. Well, I don't know. Okay, they were doing one point eight percent. I said, "You kidding me? You want to get some customers in here? You jack that percentage up to six percent." Okay, Did I said ten percent. <gasps> they they didn't want to go for that. It's six percent. Were you kidding me? We had lines out the door. To, to open an account because you're basically giving away money at that point. I guess. Yeah. So did you anybody at the bank say, hold on a second, if we do 6%, we're not going to be able to afford to stay open? Oh, most people said that. Oh, then but how? the bank president, Lizabetty Stevens. Oh, I She see. took a shine to me. So she said, everything this guy says is gold. You guys had a spark. Give and him so a company car. You had a little sway with Lizabetty. took me into her clawfoot tub. A what? Her the claw foot, foot tub. tub. The sexiest <laughs> tub that there is. There's no such thing as a sexy tub. That's the sexiest tub, claw foot. What's your problem with tubs? Busby Berkeley. Okay. Standing Sli water. Slimy, standing water, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes love still water. But you don't just leave the water in the tub. You only fill it up when you're going to use it. Unless you brought that tub into the space. Imagine how many other buttholes have been on that tub. That's disgusting. You're killing the romance of this moment. It no, was a very there's no romance moment. in a tub. Other buttholes. You can bleach feet, a tub. You can bleach foot. a tub. No, no, no. Mosquito this was eggs. a beautiful moment. A beautiful moment of communion between two Beautiful souls. Charles Ponzi and Elizabeth. What was her last name? Stevens. Elizabeth Stevens. Elizabeth Stevens. Yeah, he's seducing this bank owner, this bank president, so that she will institute a policy that will eventually bankrupt her own bank. That's right. Wow. wow. That should have been the Ponzi scheme. That should be what we call a Ponzi scheme is when you seduce a bank manager. <laughs> oh, man. I would love it if seducing a bank manager was called the Ponzi scheme. We call that, of, now I we call that the boring, honeypot now. This boring thing is a... <laughs> Call the what? The I'm, thinking, I'm thinking. I'm oh, thinking of every Bank of America manager I've ever interacted with, and it'd be very easy to seduce <laughs> them. No offense, B of A. Busby uh. Berkeley. I let's let's. How about after the show, we go get some simoleons? How about we get a little? Uh, how about we get a little bread? How about we get a little lettuce? Very easy. Bank of America. A couple clams. Do a little. Uh, right. That's another word for money. That is another word for money. Yeah. I Some hate to buckaroos. tell you this. There's wow. no uh, the tacos are now no good. Why not? Why? Where <laughs> are they bad? It's very now? hot in here. Did I'm you fake burn the tacos? Heat rash on my arms, so I can only surmise that uh, the, the halibut is also useless at Perhaps this point. Perhaps it's dried out because of how oven-like the studio is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, that's No, possible. it's very humid in here. There's it no way humid. anything could dry out in this, well, in this humidity. That is, uh, oh, <sighs> how lucky for our listening audience. If you're in a cool place. <laughs> yeah, how lucky. If you're in a cool place. Never leave. So <laughs> if, if, uh, after, your, after this bank closed down, uh, Charles, yeah. uh, you went to one of the offices of the bank's customers. There was a, a warehouse company. You just walked in. And there was I kicked no one, the door down. There was no one around. You found someone's checkbook, so you wrote yourself a check. That's right. Paper hanging. That's what they call that. Paper hanging? That's you. Write yourself a check. It's called paper hanging. You write yourself a check. Yep. Oh. You cashed it. You started mm -hmm. spending money all over town. That's right. The cops were suspicious. Life is short. They What'd said, you buy? What'd you buy? <laughs> I bought a, a succession of hats. I bought a nice automobile. I got an espresso machine for my home, which was unheard of at the time. Oh, nobody oh. has an espresso machine in their home. I had two monocles. Oh, my God. One for the day and one for the night. Beautiful. Yeah, and a nice pair of shoes. Nice, Incredible. comfortable pair of shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. But now here's the thing. The cops became suspicious because of all this, uh, all the clams you're spreading around town. Well, I lived above a police station. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So I you thought... had this nice car parked in front of the police station. That's right. And, I would uh, tip the policeman. 
You would give him a tip? Yeah, I'd oh, give nice. him a tip. That's know? nice of you. It's a little, I, th- I think it's illegal, but it's definitely nice of you. Yeah, tell no, that police to, love tell tips. That to, police love tips. It's, yeah. I think it's bribery. I think that it's, or, or coercion. I don't know. I said, look, let me park here where I'm not supposed to park. I'll give you some money. They said, okay. That's you call a bribe. that a bribe? That's a bribe. I call it a tip. Now, here's the thing. They came up to you at one point and they said, where'd you get all this money? And according to the Wikipedia, you just threw up your hands and said, I'm guilty. <laughs> and then they threw you in jail for, I think, like three years or something, right? Yeah, three and a half years. Why did you just give up? Why did you just say, I'm guilty, when these cops asked you where you got all this money from? Uh, they, they asked me. They asked you? I'm a very honest man. You know, one for them, two think, for you kind of logic. I don't think that's historically accurate, Charles what? Ponzi. That I you're t- very I've never person. told a lie. No, I take it back. The halibut tacos are still good. <laughs> They're still very good. Oh, Busby Berkeley. Listen. Busby Berkeley, what are you doing to me, Busby Berkeley? They're very good, actually. Mm-hmm. Listen, I may have committed fraud, but I don't tell lies. Wow. Unbelievable. The, the so cops you... all right, they came in in a big U shape. So you're saying 25 that. 25 cops in those, you know, those suits with the brass buttons all the way down both sides. Ooh, wow. they look great with the I'm getting an idea. Shop. I love that. an idea for a musical number, Busby? Very cops. shop. 25 mm-hmm. cops in a big circle. Let that do something for you? All dressed identically. Yes. Smiling. A- big, big cop smiles. Maybe they could all kick their legs or maybe some of them could be on a staircase. Mm. So that they're like a V, like a V shape or something. I'd love to see cops do a staircase. Oh, you know what I would love? Maybe they could like fan their arms in secession. That would uh, be great. That'd That's be great. great idea. What happened Incredible. was they all pulled a gun. One right after the other. So it was actually quite beautiful. Wow. Like dominoes. Mm. But they said, Pons, Pons, what are you doing? What are you doing? We heard that you're, that you're stealing money. Is this, this can't be true. This can't be true. And you said, I'm guilty. And I said, I'm guilty. Wait, so all the schemes that you had in your life, everything. If that anyone you did, had ever asked, asked me. you, are, is this a scam? I would have said, I'm are guilty. Are you stealing? You would have said, I'm guilty and gone to jail? Put my hands out in this, in this cuff me sort of gesture that I'm doing right now. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I'm sweating just thinking about anyone confronting me but that's I'm the thing also, about people they hate too. confrontation i can't believe that you did that, that that you were able to get away with so many schemes just because nobody thought to ask <laughs> jared you. now who's being naive let's go uh back over to busley berkeley for just a moment yeah. uh so you had a famous feud with judy garland that yeah. i read about uh yes. it got so bad if you could finish that halibut taco i would <laughs> love it I would love it. Okay, I'll, done. Done. I'll try to stretch out the question a little bit to give you some I'm ready, time. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm uh, ready. And your fight with Judy Garland got so bad that you were removed from the 1943 film Girl Crazy. Yeah. Uh, what happened between you and Judy Garland exactly? What was the uh, What was the big issue? <sighs> I feel badly about it. Okay. This is the place to get the things off your chest. I feel real bad. Mm-hmm. Basically, she took my favorite coffee cup. And she used it for cereal when she was at my house. And it left like a weird gunk at the bottom. Mm. And she didn't tell me that she did that. God, this is hard. <laughs> and so over time, it, the cereal hardened to the cup. Mm. By the time I found the cup. Oh. It was, it was too late. Too late. Oh, no. You had to throw a cup away. I tried to pick at the food that got hard. It took some pain off. <gasps> and that wasn't just any cup. That was the cup I got as a kid. Oh, wow. So after that happened, I said, get out. Get out of my life. Judy Garland? Yeah. Wow. Was she living with you? What? Was she living <laughs> with you at the time? Did I say that? She came over. That's how, what's what I pictured. Ponzi... Oh, Bunzi. Hey. Whoa, what'd you I do, Bunzi? I still don't believe oh, that stupid, kissing bridge Bonzi, story. Stupid. I believe the kissing bridge story. I did steal I believe a bike. Charles Bonzi. I did steal a bike. I didn't beat up the kids. Mm. What? Why did you what do you mean you didn't beat up the kids? I didn't beat up the kids. How'd you get the bike then if you didn't beat up the kids? I said, Oh, what's that over there? And they all looked. Now that's the oldest trick in the book. Now, yeah. but at the time, at the time it was brand revolutionary. New, brand that's new. true. That's revolutionary. True. That was like the parade of faces that's back how then. I got, Nobody had ever even th- heard of it. That's how I got on the boat. I said, like, oh, okay. ticket, please. And I said, what's that? Look over I, there. And An octopus. I, I did a wheelie on my bicycle and I jumped on the 
Yeah, I should have said an octopus. Now, uh, Busby Berkeley, you were married six times. Yeah. Uh, I have a theory that this is because you were tro- uh, slowly trying to build one of your musical numbers out of ex-wives. Is there any truth to that theory? That's a At joke, <laughs> and that's mean, Jared. That's very mean. No. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> no, now I that, just... Now that you're thinking about it, you're like, oh, what maybe, if I got a ball? It was just too... I spent a lot of time late, late nights out Working mm, hard. Surrounded by chorus girls. You know, that wasn't the thing. Like, yeah, I was around a lot of legs. Mm-hmm. But no. A lot of dames. <laughs> but I had to, it's because in the middle of the night, I'd get up and I'd go in the other room and start pacing out choreography. Mm. And that eventually drove. All the women away. They're yeah. like, we can't sleep with you pacing out this choreography downstairs. I was, I was never around. I was quite literally never around. That is the two occupations they say are impossible to keep a marriage together. Policeman, choreographer. Because wow. it just keeps, <laughs> it keeps people awake at night. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Being a choreographer, you know, you uh, you see a lot. You witness a lot. Mm, yeah. Similar to a first responder. Similar to a cop. Uh, we are quickly running out of time here on Famous Dead People. Oh, uh, let's uh, wrap things up here with uh, Charles Ponzi. So after the debacle with Montreal and the bank and being thrown in jail, you go to Boston, you begin your cheap stamp investment scheme. Ah, you're giving, finally, here we are. You're giving people 50% return on their investments. The money starts pouring in. Everybody wins. This is at a time that the bank was offering 5% annually. You're eventually found out and thrown in jail for five years. You've lost $20 million of investor, investor money. Yeah. Oh you flee to Florida where you try to run another Ponzi scheme. You're found out again. You flee again. You shave your head. You grow a mustache. And you try to flee the country on a merchant ship under an assumed name. But you tell... One of your shipmates, who you really are. Yes. And you're eventually oh. arrested and thrown in jail for seven more years. He said, hey. Charles Ponzi. Yeah. Why did you tell your shipmate he who asked. you asked? <laughs> he said, who are you? And you said. I said, I'm Charles Ponzi. And but, I, I but said, you I'm were famous swimmer. You had a fake name. Charles Ponzi. You had a fake name. Well, here's what happened. You shaved your face. Here's what happened. Can you I tell you the story? Can I please tell you the story? Go ahead. Okay, so I meet this guy. He's also from... Lago, Italy. Oh, from okay. where? From my hometown, oh, Lago, Lago, Italy. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, a fellow Lag- Laganese. I see yes. Uh, my name is uh, uh, Archibald Gutherford. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I said, my name is Archibald Gutherford. He said, who are you? And I said, I'm Charles Ponzi. Yeah, you felt embarrassed. I felt so embarrassed and I couldn't. He just yeah. asked me if he hadn't, if he just said, okay. I would have been fine. Yeah. You've got the reverse uh, Kilgrave disease. You I know, got... Kilgrave is that uh, supervillain who you have to do whatever he tells you to do. Yeah. You are just the person who, whenever you hear a question, you have to answer honestly. If no I hear a direct what. question, well, I, yeah, I I'm have, like a Superman villain. If I, I have asthma. I have very specific rules for my for my supervillainy. <laughs> We're talking about all of our weaknesses. I have asthma, yeah. asthma. I got asthma, and I got heat rash right now. And if I say my name backwards, I go to my own dimension. Back to oh, my home dimension. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, it's I've not... got a lot of weaknesses. Oh, also. I almost did it. I have irritable bowel syndrome. I Gross. Flat celiacs. Feet. I got. Don't have celiac. That's Do you have that's plantar fasciitis? I don't know what that is. What is? Ooh, you trained on Broadway too. That's a great ass right there. <laughs> great white way. Right white way. Uh, sir. Yeah, I got irritable bowel. I got bad gums. I got flat oh, feet. I gums. am a mess. Oh. Oh. But there's certain things that I do well, like, you know, I don't gain weight and things like that. So, yeah, lucky uh, you. Lucky Jarrett Berenstein. All right. Time for one very quick question. Quiz? Uh, for, Lightning round. <laughs> for uh, Busby Berkeley, I read that because you were uh, just doing the choreography, there were a lot of movies that you never even watched that right. you had your musical numbers in. Is that oh, right? Oh, yes. There were times that you had no idea what the movie was about that you put a musical number in. I never watched uh, Crystals for Sale. I never watched Girls in the Seas. Did you ever watch Dames? Yeah, I watched Dames. You watched Dames? With a Z? No, with an S. Oh, no. I never watched Dames. Gold Diggers in 1933? With a Z? No. No, I never (laughs) watched. None of these are with a Z. I I never saw uh, Salmon Eggs for breakfast. (laughs) I never saw Paper! (laughs) (laughs) Exclamation point about... 
beautiful girls on a, running a paper route. They say, mm. this is our time, boys. Wow. Never saw that one. Wow. That's an incredible, I mean, I like that as the last one movie that you mentioned because your career started with paper, started with poster board, yeah. drawing the girls into a shape. Tell you something. You, is, you get a chance. You should check out Crystals for Sale. Crystals for Sale. <laughs> that's a great, great movie. movie. And unfortunately, that's, that's all the time you. that we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I would like to thank my guests, Busby Berkeley and Charles Bonzi, for joining me in the studio today. Last question. Do either of you have uh, any comedians that you're really big fans of or any shows that you want to tell people about? Uh, Busby Berkeley, anything you want to tell people about? Yeah, follow at LobsterBiscQUE. At Lobster Bisque, uh, that's Rebecca Robles' Instagram account, and follow the Rebecca Robles show. On Instagram. On an Instagram only, the only way to be. Get rid of your Facebook. Peace. Get rid of your Twitter. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Charles Ponzi, anything you want to tell people about? Uh, yeah, you know, hey, follow this guy on Twitter. His name is D Pacheco. That's the letter D Pacheco. Only on Twitter, not on Instagram. Get rid of your Instagram. <laughs> get rid of your Instagram. Get, get rid of your Facebook. Wow. Get rid of your Facebook. I am, wow. of course, Jared Berenstein. You check out all my stuff at JaredBerenstein.com and on my Facebook fan page. Only on my Facebook fan page. Yee. Delete your Twitter. Delete your Instagram. Yee. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> I got new videos coming out every Tuesday. If you're listening to this on the radio, please find the podcast. All the old episodes are there. Rate and review. And uh, if you have any questions you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email it to us at famousdeadpeople at radioforbrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio for Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hello. Hello, Jared Berenstein. Hello. Jared Berenstein. Hello. Jared Berenstein. This is that song. Not too loud and not too soft. Uh, you can do a voice for us oh. today, Rebecca? Uh, yeah. Like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, can I get a little more? I think so. The date is August 19th, and I'm exhausted. I love that and voice. And thirsty. <laughs> I, love, I love it. All right, here we go. <laughs> Sorry. Always, Rebecca. Always, Rebecca. <laughs> All right, moment of silence. <laughs>